Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? I pray that you're well. I'm happy to be with you. It's a glorious day. The world is going absolutely, absolutely crazy. Um, The Pope is um, making statements that are outside the Catholic faith. It's very confusing to many people. Um, But the faith hasn't changed. It's the faith once delivered to the saints. Um, That's it. Um, So what I thought I would do today is go back to our book. We haven't been there for a while through Easter and the fun drive. Um, And go back to keep the faith, because that's what we must do in this world that um, has not received the grace that we have received to our Catholic um, and we, we must pray for them and be grateful that we can see and we can love and we can believe. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, we are going to um, uh, keep the faith by Canon Francis Ripley, and we are uh, I'm going to re-begin at the section def- that is titled Faith Defined and Explained. Faith, Canon Ripley says, is a supernatural gift of God by which one chooses reasonably to believe most firmly all that God has revealed. Now he's going to break that down. Faith is a supernatural gift. It's of God by which one chooses reasonably to believe most firmly all that God has revealed. Now let me mention that you are able... Uh, if you wish to call in toll-free uh, throughout the entire hour, You'd, we don't have to wait till the second half, um, and the toll-free number is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, 511 and you can email at mother... Uh, at the station of the mother at the station of the cross.com. You can text at the toll free number as well. And let me uh, just remind you uh, um, quickly today that um, uh, how I said this yesterday, how utterly grateful I am for all the family uh, of Mother Miriam Live and the station of the cross, how generously, generously um, so many. Uh, gave sacrificially last week during the fun drive. Um, If you're listening through LifeSite News, I'm guessing you may have seen Encores. It was a a, a semi-annual fun drive for the Station of the Cross. And I'll mention that... um, you did very well. I'm I'm utterly, utterly, utterly grateful. Um, but the total from all the hours of the entire week, for all, from all the um, 24-7, uh, 24-5, it was Monday through Friday, 
um, totaled did not meet the goal of their expenses. So um, if you didn't have a chance to give or you uh, were not um, hearing the fund drive and you can give to the Station of the Cross, just go to thestationofthecross.com and you'll see several ways to give. iCatholic Radio app, um, and um, it would be wonderful uh, to help them meet their expenses, their goal. I don't know how much they still need, but they do. And the other thing that um, I want to mention is the Men's March, which is being sponsored by um, the Station of the Cross. And um, you can simply uh, Google or, or whatever your search engine is, do a search on themensmarch.com themensmarch.com. It's in June in Tallahassee, Florida. Pro-life from men and fathers marching with their sons. It's really wonderful. And I have a note here that for updates, listeners can text men's march in quotes, men's march, it's all caps, M-E-N-S-M-A-R-C-H, one word, to 22828. I don't know how that happens, uh, um, these uh, text messages, but it's men's march in quotes, all caps, one word, two, T-O, and then the number 22828. Okay. Again, you're welcome to call in during the entire hour with anything at all on your heart. You're welcome to text one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three. 511 or um, email with anything at all on your heart. We take a look at Facebook messages as well. Let me just begin our topic, Faith Defined and Explained. Um, Canon Ripley takes first, I'll repeat the sentence that he has, faith is a supernatural gift of God by which one chooses reasonably to believe most firmly all that God has revealed. And I will say to you, If you call yourself Catholic and you do not believe one thing that the church teaches infallibly, you are not Catholic, you are Protestant or some other form of um, Christian, but you are not Catholic. If you deny one truth that the Catholic Church reveals, you're not Catholic. If you say, well, I believe 99%, well, then you're not Catholic because to be Catholic you need to not necessarily believe the individual. You need to believe the individual teachings, but you may not know them all. You might not even understand them all. The issue is, it's the church through which that God has established, um, which He promised to teach into all truth till the end of time, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So the reason we believe every single thing that the Catholic Church teaches infallibly is because we believe that the Catholic Church is the church our Lord established and that uh, his truth is holy in the Catholic Church. It cannot be changed, it cannot be deleted, um, cannot be added to. And so, uh, Canon Ripley breaks it down. First, faith is a supernatural gift, and he says one can neither deserve nor merit it, you, nobody could deserve a merit a gift. Nobody could deserve a merit salvation. It's a gift. If you pay for a gift, then it's not a gift. If you earn it, then you deserve it. No. Supernatural gift is a gift that neither can be deserved or merited. 
all we can do is to pray for it, hope for it, and make every effort to fulfill the conditions appointed by God. It is supernatural, that is, not essential to our nature. It's not ours at birth. It's not given for natural ends. If faith is God's gift, he says, those who possess it are bound to thank him for it. If you have faith, beloved, it's not of your doing. It's a pure gift from God, and you need to be grateful for it. So it's first, it's a supernatural gift, and secondly, it's of God. Only God can bestow it. No amount of instruction can of itself give the faith. All the instructor can do is to explain it and to try to help uh, the convert or others by his example and his prayers. But no man, Jesus said, can come to me except the Father who hath sent me draw him and I will raise him up in the last day, John chapter 6. The fact that God, the creator, the supreme being and the infinite good is the bestower of the gift of faith shows how precious it is, how we would cherish a personal gift from an earthly king. Here we have one from the heavenly king. So it's a supernatural gift, number one. Secondly, of God. Thirdly, by which one chooses. We're not compelled to believe. Christ, in fact, has promised to reward our loyalty. He says through the Gospel of Mark, he who believeth and is baptized shall be saved. It is possible to lose the faith. Many have lost it, although they have been intellectually convinced of the truth. Others have refused to accept the gift of faith because of vanity or human respect or material difficulties. That is why Christ condemns unbelief. In the Gospel of God, of, of Mark rather, our Lord says, He that believeth not shall be condemned. <clears throat> Fourth, our faith is reasonable. Every day of our lives we accept truth on the word of man. It is therefore reasonable for us to accept truth on the wor- word of God. The store of information any man can brand as his own without having acquired it from others is very small. He continually accepts truth from his fellow men. In fact, dependence on them is a law of human nature. But the higher the authority for information received, the more reasonable is the act of submission to it. God's is the highest possible authority. He is absolute infallibility itself. Once it is certain that God has spoken, it would be the height of folly to refuse to accept His word. We have more than sufficient evidence to prove that God has spoken to men. The historical facts concerning Christ and the church can be verified by reason alone, thus justifying their divine authority. Dear ones, we'll continue with Canon Ripley's This is the Faith on the subject of faith itself when we come back from the break. And you're welcome now. would be a wonderful time to call in with anything on your heart at all, toll free. You can text at this number as well, 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at 
thestationofthecross.com, and we'll be right back. I noticed that you made a sharp distinction between screening and test. Why? Because it's really important to understand that when you perform a screen, that screen is only going to tell you if there is the possibility that that baby has a genetic disorder. It will not be diagnostic, a definitive test that can be done. A test proves it, yes. The Catholic Current, 5 p.m. Eastern, from the Station of the Cross and on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. Hi, this is Joe McLean, host of the Catholic Drive Time Morning Show. Weekday morning, 7 a.m. on the Station of the Cross. We'll keep you informed and inspired with insightful guests and breaking news stories of the day. That's the Catholic Drive Time. Weekday morning, 7 a.m. on the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio app. We look forward to joining you on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network each weekday morning at 7 a.m. Praise be to Jesus. May God love you. Hello, this is Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. Our Lord has promised us, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in their midst. Why did he say two or three? Because when others show up, we are then able to give ourselves away in love. And that bond of active love between human beings manifests Jesus' presence. This is the basis of a culture of life. This is Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. What you're offering and giving to me, you deserve to get back because you're offering more than I can give. I learned so much through the station on the cross. I listen to the radio station daily and I absolutely love it. I was attending the chapel and places like that and through your programs I was able to find out how other Protestants had come back into the Catholic Church. God bless the station of the cross. Donate today at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live um, we are thrilled to be here with you, and um, I say you're welcome to call in to text or email um, the entire hour, uh, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have a, um, a Facebook uh, comment here from somebody who writes it anonymously and says... In response to your statements on today's show, and that would have been yesterday, it was written, I think has yesterday's date, um, May 9th. Um, <clears throat> let me read that. In response to your statement on today or yesterday's show that all people who are in loving homosexual marriages are going to hell. Well, I never said that. Um, I said those in homosexual relationships are on their way to hell if they don't repent. But there, there is no such thing as a loving homosexual marriage. I'll continue with this text, uh, this statement. But I don't. There is no such thing as a homosexual marriage. 
there is such a thing as homosexual uh, relationships, but a marriage is between a man and a woman, not between two men or two women. Uh, that's what God has created, a man and a woman. And if you're in a um, homosexual so-called marriage, uh, you might feel the emotion of love, but it's not loving to go against God's law and send the person you claim to love on the way to hell. I know you're against this. Let me go again. Let me go further into the message. This person who writes says, the Bible does not content, condemn homosexuality. Seriously, it doesn't. The word homosexuality did not even show up in English translations of the Bible until 1946. So why do you say the Bible condemns it? Well, let me read you um, from Paul's letter to the Corinthians because they were, uh, it was the first church he founded and he left them and he, soon after he left, they were having all kinds of immoral relationships, incestuous, uh, all kinds of sins. And he says this, when he writes to his children, the first church, he said, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Homosexuals and sodomites, God has condemned them to death throughout the entire Bible, dear one, Old Testament and New. It's not a new word. Uh, look at Lot, the story of Lot in Genesis. All the sodomites. Uh, Sodom, that's where it comes from, Sodom and Gomorrah, from the sin of homosexuality, men with men. And so that was written um, in uh, 2,000 years ago, and uh, if you, I, I read yesterday Romans chapter 1, which um, also speaks about the utter sin of men with men and women with women. There's no such thing as a homosexual marriage. There's no such thing as any homosexual, uh, practicing homosexual or sodomite that will enter the kingdom of heaven. And whoever does not enter the kingdom of heaven goes to hell. There's no choice outside of this realm of earth. We spend eternity with or without God. That's the definition of heaven or hell, with or without God. You will look up, if you wish, the word um, homosexual, sodomites, coming from, again, Sodom and Gomorrah, very immoral people filled with sodomites. That's where it comes from. Um, uh, and through the entire Old and New Testament, and you will never find a case where anyone is in right standing with God. And again, unless they repent, they will not see God. They will not see heaven for all eternity. So don't say the Bible doesn't condemn homosexuality. There's no such thing as loving homosexual marriages. There's no such thing. Um, uh, so I'll leave it there. Um, uh, I, I'm 
I don't know if, if you are in a homosexual relationship, whoever's writing this, but there's, there's when we are out of God's will, when we support what is out of God's will, um, let me just... Uh, let me just look up this, what I read yesterday. Then that's not love. Um, that is not love at all. That is sending people to um, an end that is, um, will be uh, torture for the rest of eternity. Um, I'm going to look up Romans chapter 1 again. Um, hold on. Let me just see if I can see this. Hold on, I'm sorry to keep you waiting while I while I look at this. Um, okay. Um, okay. And I think if you read yesterday, listen to what I read yesterday, um, let me just do it again. Um, when God says this, um, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and wickedness of men who by their wickedness suppress the truth. And when it says men, it's not simply the male gender, it's mankind. Um, it, it says many just, it says they, um, let me just read this again. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature, namely his eternal power and deity has been clearly perceived, perceived in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their senseless minds were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man or birds or animals or reptiles. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And here is the outcome of that. For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions, their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural, and men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in their own persons the due penalty for their error. If you say the word homosexuality did not appear in Scripture till 1946, I don't know what word was in its place. It could have been sodomy, because sodomy uh, is is from 2,000 years before Christ. So I don't know about that. I'd have to look it up. But this is the description of it, written 2,000 years ago. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in their own persons the due penalty for, for their error. No, under no circumstance can that be called a loving homosexual marriage. There is no such thing. Um, um, let me just see that. 
Okay. And, and at the end of Romans 1, it says, Though they know God's decree that those who do such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but approve those who practice them. Um, so, my dear brother, uh, whoever's writing uh, that anonymous email, you are wrong, and you do need to repent. Um, if you or someone you know is a, is a man in relationship with another man, if they've been married under the law, they are not married under God. They are living in, in very grave sin. And they need to repent and give their lives to God. Okay. Um, I am going to go back to our, um, uh, to the article we were reading, if I can, if I can get back there on faith. Let me just continue to, um, um, speak about the definition of faith very quickly, not rereading, but reviewing what we've said. Faith is a supernatural gift of God by which one chooses reasonably to believe most firmly all that God has revealed. Um, Number one, it's a supernatural gift. Secondly, it's of God. Thirdly, by which one chooses. We're not compelled, and we can lose it, but we choose um, reasonably. It's not against reason. Uh, Every day of our lives, we accept truth. Well, I think we read that already. Um, Yes, we did read that. Um, Faith does not ignore reason, but presupposes it. Nor does it ever contradict reason. It teaches knowledge, which is beyond, but never against, the powers of reason. It guards reason, controls reason, as the laws of arithmetic control the accountant. But faith does not degrade reason any more than belief in lovely flowers degrades the blind man who cannot see them. Faith checks intellectual independence, but no more than a lighthouse checks the movements of a sailor. Sailor. And finally, it's well, not finally, but reasonably to believe not to think or suppose or even agree to because a truth is fully understood and demonstrated but assent let me reread that belief not to think or suppose or even agree to because a truth is fully understood and demonstrated but to assent fully to a truth on the word of another namely God the telescope is sometimes used as an example of the function of faith. As in the natural order, a powerful telescope will enable us to see heavenly bodies, otherwise invisible to the human eye. So faith is an additional power of spiritual sight, or rather, spiritual insight. It brings an interior conviction about the reality and a new appreciation of the significance of spiritual truths. One who believes finds that these truths impress him ever more deeply. Faith is not, as Martin Luther said, mere trust in the fidelity of God to keep his promises. St. Paul describes faith as evidence and speaks of faith as bringing into captivity every understanding unto the obedience of Christ. There's the music for our second break. Um, And beloved, when we come back, we'll have a full half hour 
And again, you're welcome to call in with anything at all on your heart or text toll free at one 511 5483 or email at mother at We'll be right back. This is a segment about small Catholic innovations that made a huge impact from the OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation. Back when water was difficult to purify, beer was actually the standard drink because the fermentation process killed harmful bacteria. But it wasn't all that tasty and didn't last very long. This is where Catholics upped the ante with two major contributions. The first came from monasteries, where monks needed heartier beers to get them through long periods of fasting. So they experimented with flavorings and techniques to make it more robust. The second contribution came from St. Hildegard von Bingen. She's the first person credited with using hops in beer to preserve it. And it didn't hurt that hops added great flavors too. So you can thank Catholic Innovation for beer. Learn more about what OSV Institute is doing to inspire and encourage Catholic innovation at osvinstitute.com. At the Station of the Cross, we are blessed by the variety of donations our listeners generously contribute for our evangelization efforts. From planned gifts to employer matches, we even receive donations through transfers of stock. Please, consider giving a gift of stock to help us continue sharing the love of God with our hurting world. If you are being called by God to donate through a transfer of stock from your brokerage account to ours, please ask your broker to contact us at 1-877-888-6279. Your broker will need to indicate the number of shares being transferred as well as the QSIP number of those shares. That's one 877 888-6279. Thank you for considering a gift of stock to the Station of the Cross so that we can continue proclaiming the fullness of truth with clarity and charity. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live. Beloved, I love this time that we can be together and you can call in or text or email and we can chat that way. And I, I, I love the, so grateful for the internet and for all that we have here to bring the body of Christ together. I'm just thrilled. We have another comment uh, that's come in on Facebook from Allison who says, Dearest Mother Miriam, I'm wondering if it is sinful to not follow certain things the Pope says. I know he is our shepherd here on earth, but sometimes he says things I don't feel are good to abide by as a Catholic. For example, that it is okay to get the COVID-19 inoculation. I am feeling that even though the Pope says it's okay, I am ultimately responsible for my salvation. Therefore, I do not wish to partake in adding this to my body. I am not trying to disobey him since he has been chosen by the Holy Spirit. But on certain matters, I feel an urging within to not follow based on Catholic tradition uh, beliefs. 
what are your thoughts? Am I incorrect? No, you're you're very very correct, Allison. Um, the first one we obey is God, always, always. And if the Pope teaches something contrary to the faith or what God has had, what he has spoken through his word um, or in the natural law, then we do not obey. We do not obey the Pope. The Pope, apart from speaking infallibly, which um, it would be a very rare situation, and Pope Francis has never made an infallible statement, um, uh, binding on the faithful, um, you must follow the faith. So when the Pope says uh, it's okay to take the vaccine, um, he went beyond that and, and said it's uncharitable not to take it. He is wrong. He is wrong in that. He is wrong in other cases. I'm not his judge, but we know the teaching of the Catholic Church. We also know by now the grave evil of the COVID-19 vaccine. Great, great evil. Pfizer, in a uh, news article yesterday, it came out that they've admitted that they know that their own vaccine kills people. They know it. Um, the vaccine is uh, will destroy the body. It has caused so many uh, deaths, um, crippling effects on the body, uh, there's no way to list all of them. So I would urge every single person, if you have not taken COVID-19, do not take it. If you've taken it, don't take a booster. If you've done that too, just stop. Just stop. Um, the Pope has come out with many things that are not only not good, they're actually sinful. They're against the faith. I'm, I'm saying that clearly. Um because, again, he has said it's an act of charity to take COVID-19. It is not an act of charity. It's immoral, and it will um, it, it has destroyed the bodies of many. Um, he's come out recently and said that um, uh, if we are against LBGTQ Catholics, then um, such... Um, how do I have to look at the actual article, um, would be, uh, we would be a sect. If we are not inclusive, if we don't receive everybody, then we're not God's religion. We're a sect. It's a sect, S-E-C-T, that eliminates certain people. Well, that's not true. God died for the entire world. Our Lord on the cross, he died for everyone. Everyone is not saved because everyone hasn't received the gift of salvation um, but to say that uh, we need to receive LGBTQ uh, Catholics uh, there's two, thing wrong, two things wrong with that number one uh, there's no such thing as an LGBTQ Catholic there's no such thing if, if one calls themselves or there might be such a thing I don't mean that uh, if you call yourself a Catholic and you are practicing homosexuality or same-sex so-called marriages or unions or if you're active then you have excommunicated yourself from the church uh, you may be baptized a Catholic but you are not on your way to heaven and you're not in good standing with God you need to repent if you have that tendency does God love homosexuals uh, 
transgenders, everybody. Does he love them? Of course he loved them, loves them. He died for every one of you, everyone. But he will not um, uh, accept a sinful lifestyle. So those who repent, who live a celibate lifestyle, um, and who honor God, yes, they will be Catholic, but they no longer call themselves LGBTQ because they know that that is terribly dishonoring to God. Um, We can have certain tendencies without labeling ourselves um, a way that um, uh, is not helpful to you, uh, as if God cannot change you or change things around. So, um, Allison, you're right, and when the Pope says what is sinful, what is um, inaccurate, what is against the faith, um, not only do we have the right to not believe, but we should not believe. We must follow God and not men, even when that man is the Holy Father, if he does not speak what is true. Um, John from Kentucky is on the line. Hi, John. Good morning, Mother Miriam. Um, I know that uh, you, you, I'm doing, I'm doing great. Um, I I know that uh, you, you grew up Jewish, of course. I'm a cradle Catholic and I want to say that as a young person in the sixties, they stopped preaching about, um, confession from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you realize that's what a lot of the you probably do. That's what I, my my question is, I guess. Mm-hmm. That um, that's when all the self help books came out, and how you know how to save yourself, and all of these things happen. And I think that is one of the most destructive things that happened, and one of the biggest um, cause of all the confusion and sickness in the world because they didn't preach about um, confession at all anymore for decades and decades. So that's one of the questions I had for you. What do you when did you realize that was going on? Was it after you came into the church or do you realize it at the time? At the time, actually, um, uh, coming into the church, I st- of course I still came into the church, but I realized that coming into the church, and one of the things, John, that made me realize it, is that I saw on church uh, plaques outside the church, on plaques, on marquees, confession, 45 minutes on a Saturday afternoon once a week. Confession from 5 to 5.45 p.m. before the 6 o'clock mass, something on a Saturday. I read that. I couldn't believe it. I said, how is that possible? Aren't you embarrassed? I thought this to the, about priests. Aren't you embarrassed to announce that? You've got a parish of hundreds of people, and you are announcing 45 minutes of confession each week and others by appointment? Aren't you embarrassed? Mike, I, I, I was floored by it. I still am. Um, it, it not only is confession not preached, but the, the priests aren't there in the confessional. It's, it's absolutely tragic, John. And you're 100% right. That is the reason for so many illnesses, mental illnesses, psychological problems. It is confession. People need to be helped 
to see and their the state of their souls and make things right with God. And it, it's the rare priest today who teaches confession. They may hear the word confession. Um, I've heard it from the pulpit of the church I attend, confession, but it's not taught. It's, what is it? How do you make a good confession? What if you haven't confessed for 40 years? What if you confess once every three months? Is that good? Does the church require more? Uh, why is it good to confess venial sins, not just wait till you have a mortal sin? Why confession? How, it, 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 to me, John, it's totally tragic. The church has stopped shepherding its people. It is tragic. Yeah, I, I, I tell people, no, it, it's been decades since, you know, not, not not anymore. This is a long time ago, but, you know, I said, no, I didn't hear it from the pulpit. And they say, mm-hmm. oh, you must not have been listening. I said, no, oh, no, I was listening. I did mm-hmm. not hear it literally for decades. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, and I know, says, John. Mother, can I make another comment or are we all? Yes, sweetheart. No, 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 go ahead. Um. Uh, I, I didn't have to be a prophet to say this, but for many years, just wait until they restrict abortion or contraception, the Supreme Court. And you just wait because it's probably going to be Catholic um, members in the Supreme Court that do it. You just wait to see what's going to happen in Catholic churches. I it's already happened, about, John. That's right. It's happening right now. And and, right. and you just wait. We're going to find out who's Catholic or not right now. Mm-hmm. I really think that the Catholic bishops are going to have to really run and hide. And I don't think that they're going to like it. I think what's coming down the pike is incredible. And everybody better get ready to stand up. Mm-hmm. And and turn the other cheek because there is going to be some real um, oppression and, and and maybe even martyrdom coming. And and I agree. And, and I've been saying it. I've been saying it for years. Not only are they going to restrict abortion and abortion, but it's going to be done by Catholics, and we're going to pay a penalty for that. And I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm so happy it's turning out the way I thought it was going to be. And I well, know, mm-hmm. and it's one of the reasons that I listen to you, that you're speaking the truth about it. Well, uh, contraception's not up for a discussion, of course, in the Supreme Court. But abortion certainly is. And um, uh, I'll say to all Catholics listening, contraception is a grave, grave sin. It is a, it is, uh, you need to know your faith, and if you're contracepting, you need to go to confession, and you must stop. Um, uh, John, you're right. I, the only thing I'd say differently than what you just said is not to turn the other cheek, but to preach the truth in love to these people. Preach the truth. Don't come back at them with their language. Don't hide. Preach the truth in love. And maybe some hearts will be converted. We have the opportunity in in um, uh, persecution if uh, to do that. So um, it, it's it's a pretty rough time right now, um, and we'll see. I, I don't I I don't know. Um, do they have a deadline to decide this? Not that I'm aware of. I, I, to decide I Roe v. Wade. 
No, I think it's in a matter of weeks. But by turning yeah. the other cheek, that's exactly what I mean. Good Stand you. there. Don't, there you go. Don't compromise for a second. Don't, that's exactly so. right. I'm with you, John. God bless you, my dear one. And I'm going to, with you, beg priests and bishops to speak about confession, especially as things get worse. You're responsible for the souls of your sheep. Speak about confession. We have a wonderful situation here in Beloit with two priests in the church, and they are in the confessional before every single mass, every single day. Um, it's it's a wonderful thing. So I, I, I wish other other priests would do that as well. You have sheep that desperately need uh, to confess to you, and they need you to be present. Um, John, there's the music for our final break. God bless you, my brother. Uh, I don't have to tell you to keep the faith, but live it with all your heart. I know you're doing that. Okay, bless you, dear John. And everybody else, feel free to call in still uh, with anything on your heart. We'll have one more segment when we come back. Toll free one 5483 or email. We'll be right back. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam. How would you like to wake up each morning to inspiring sermons from knowledgeable and faith-filled priests? You can tune in to Sermons for Everyday Living every day at 6 a.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross. You can listen on thestationofthecross.com or anytime on the free iCatholic Radio mobile app. God bless you. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener-supported. Through your generosity, we're able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. Thank you for your continued support, and may God bless you and your family. listening to the station of the cross on your car radio but sometimes find yourself driving outside the listening area never miss another minute of your favorite show download the iCatholic radio app so you can listen anywhere in the world 24 hours a day the iCatholic radio app is available for your phone in the apple store or for your android phone in google play visit the station of the cross.com for more information Keep up to date with the shows we bring you each day on the Station of the Cross by viewing our programming grid on our website, thestationofthecross.com, and on our iCatholic Radio app. Just click the menu icon in the top left portion of our app and select the link to our programming grid. That's at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved family, to Mother Miriam Live. We have 10 minutes uh, and again, our lines are wide open. You're welcome to call in with anything at all on your heart. 
The heart of the matter is the matter of your heart, not what we're talking about. Whatever's on your heart. And the toll-free number to call or text is one 511 5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have an email from Michelle who says, Hello, Mother Miriam. How are you? I'm fine, Michelle. Thank you. Um, She actually writes about a situation during Lent. She said, I'm very troubled by my family's resistance to going to church and receiving the sacraments. I try to tell them to go to confession, but they tell me they don't need to go. They say they confess directly to God. And they do not need to confess to a priest. What should I do? I'm trying to tell them, but I need advice on what to say. Thanks, and God bless you, Michelle. Michelle, I don't know if your family are your siblings and your parents. Um, I don't know if it's your husband and children, um, but whoever they are, they're Protestant in their heart. They're not Catholic. Um, if they say I try to tell, if you say I try to tell them to go to confession, they tell me they don't need to go. They confess directly to God. They don't need to confess to a priest. That's not a Catholic speaking. So it sounds like they need to become Catholic. They need to understand the faith. If they call themselves Catholic, they need to understand their Catholic name, and that will not get them to heaven. They need to understand what it is uh, to be Catholic and what God requires. Um, my goodness, uh, again, I don't know who it is in your family or where they're at or if they go to church. Um, they should not be receiving uh, communion. I guess they're not. You say they're resistance to receiving the sacraments. I don't know where they are at, um, Michelle. Uh, a wonderful book, I could say, uh, would be uh, the one we're going through, Keep the Faith, by Canon Francis Ripley. Or it's not keep the faith, I'm sorry, it's this is the faith. Keep the faith is a Catholic apostolate, but it's this is the faith. A canon Francis Ripley, that may be a good book to give them. Um, in fact, and you could say to them, you know, um, you're claiming to be Catholic, but your beliefs and your your what you believe and what you don't believe and the life you live uh, doesn't match. And if you truly want to know if you're on the way to heaven and if your life is pleasing to God rather than making these things up, you might want to read a book that the church has approved and make your own decision on that. So that's what you could do, Michelle. Give them the book, This is the Faith, and um, and say you might, you know, if, if, if uh, the scriptures say there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So... I would say to them, you can't go to heaven based on your own opinion or what you think is right. The only way to heaven is the narrow road, which God alone has told us how to um, be on the narrow road and how to stay on it. And right now you're not on it. It's a frightening thing. I would talk to them lovingly, Michelle, but uh, very plainly. Linda has an email, and she writes, Thank you for your program. It is a wonderful blessing of so many truths. Thank you, Linda. You have said that you think these may be the last days, and I'm wondering more specifically why you say that and what you think we can do to combat the many insidious evils and deceptions we are now faced with day to day that... 
excuse me, that only seem to get worse. Um, <clears throat> that's one of the reasons we're in the last days. The last days, Linda, really began with our Lord on the cross. So they've gone on for over 2,000 years. But it, it does seem that we are at the end of the last days, the last of the last days. It, however long they go on, the prophecies of Our Lady of Fatima, Lady of Akita, Lady of La Salette, Our Lady of Good Success, many other approved prophets um, are coming to be. Um, the faith is being lost. Uh, even Rome will be apostate, apostate, the cardinal against cardinal, um, many, many will lose the faith. Um, uh, many, many things have been prophesied, and it, it seems that it's all happening. Oh, pardon me for my yawning. Um, and uh, Linda writes, and there seems no longer the friendship and protection of the church for those faithful wanting to follow Christ in truth and holiness. But in reality, they are ostracized and rejected. There is the, always the protection of the church, Linda, because the church is truth, and truth never changes. And as long as we stay with the faith once delivered to the saints, we are protected. Even if every prelate, if every bishop loses his faith and goes astray, we are protected by being in the church. <clears throat> Linda says, um, Let's see now. Um, what can I say? It's heartbreaking. But God knows everything, and I do believe he will preserve and purify his church. Yes, he will. His bride, God bless you. And your diligent work. Oh, dear. Pardon me. Um, I think we are approaching the end of the end, and not because it's going to be in two weeks or two months or even two years. But we are in, I believe, the last days with all the persecutions, with the tremendous loss of faith. We are in a time of apostasy. Um, abortion alone, uh, a Catholic Church, um, Catholics um, are, uh, have as many abortions as the world, as many divorces as the world, uh, where the faith is in a state of apostasy, and so are Catholics afraid to stand up for their faith. The bishops have all but abandoned the sheep. There are a few good bishops, but very, very few. Um, so the devil, God is giving him time. Um, but again, uh, greater is he in you than he who is in the world. Christ is more faithful in you than uh, the devil who is in the world. So fear not, cling to him, Cling to Christ in his word and um, trust God to lead uh, between now and the end of the world. Um, I'm stumbling a little bit because I'm just so tired. I'm so sorry. And we're coming up against our, um, uh, our music um, for the end of the program. Let me just see if I can read the last... Um, comment on faith. We must believe most firmly. It is expected, it is to be expected, that many of the things which God reveals are beyond reason. Nature is full of mysteries. The seed, for instance, falling um, to the ground 
and in few years growing into a great tree. That's a mystery, and it's certainly as reasonable to expect mysteries in religion as it is to expect them in nature or physical science. Indeed, if religion had no mysteries and were perfectly and fully comprehensible, its divine origin would be open to suspicion. What can be fully proved from reason might well have been discovered by reason. There's the end, beloved. Let me see if I can get one more paragraph in. Belief in mysteries tends vastly to increase our reverence for God. When a child is afraid to go out in the dark, its father says, give me your hand and come with me. The child is satisfied. It does not ask for a scientific explanation of the darkness. So we ought not to wish to understand the impenetrable mysteries of God, his love, wisdom, and goodness. We put our hand in his, knowing he cannot lead us astray. Trust him, beloved. Trust God. Trust his word. Trust his church. Not the evil in it. Not the fallen men. But God himself, through his church and through his word and through the sacraments. God bless you. Speak with you tomorrow.